This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. Coming up on TMS... Where's Boba Dent? I have the worst-sized head. I would have found satisfaction that the smoke monster was nanobots. Red Dead Wiggle. Uh, we have plenty of girth. Wrong, baby. <laughs> Came out different than I thought it was going to. Uh, Jim Parsons <laughs> as young Captain America. Oh, I forgot I put that in that slot. Making things with Bale. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Steady pack-after-pack pack smoking is the only sensible way to tell how a cigarette will get along with your throat. In a test from coast to coast, hundreds of people smoked only camels for 30 days. I don't want a small spark. The Morning Stream. Am I still here? Hello? It's like time travel. I say it here, and I hear it in the stream five seconds later. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for November 12th, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm feeling very... Stepping into a... Stepping oh. into a Randy Deluxe uh, draw there. Hi, Scott. Never tell you about the time. Gotta tell you about I... the time I use that voice every week. True story. True story. Yeah. <laughs> the key to doing this voice every week is follow my three simple steps. That's right. It's number one. Yep. You can. You can. It's all. Uh, it's like clockwork now. You can kind of predict it. Right. Uh, I am feeling very aloof today. That's the emotion Ooh. I have. Aloof. A very okay. aloof. I kind of feel this sense of don't care, man. Is that a weird thing to feel? Like I one, just, of those, one of those rough shower sponges. I yes, guess I totally so. know exactly what you mean. I guess so. Just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like you could you could walk in here and just fart on me and I'd go, all right, whatever, man. You got you do you. Wow. You be you. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way. I normally don't feel this way. Kim this morning's just like, Hey, I got to run uh, Oscar to school. Uh, Sarah's got something going on, so she asked if I'd help out. I'm like, cool. She's like, do you need this or that? Nah, I'm good. She's like, mm-hmm. you okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I Are just, you thinking maybe more apathetic? Apath- I, I don't know if it's apathetic. I don't know. Apathetic would imply that I don't care what happens to other people. It's just I don't care oh, what happens good. to my day. It's like, okay, all right. Like, meh, whatever, <laughs> you know. So it's... uh. Okay. All like, right. Like okay. it could rain okay. right now. I'd be like, meh, whatever. It could, I could walk outside, step in a dog turd and go, meh, it's all right. It's fine. I don't need okay. those shoes anyway. Yeah. I feel like aloof is more of a negative thing right now. You're, you're mellow. Like you're, you're, uh, you're Marshall mellow. mellow right now. Pretty mellow. Is what yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's about. Chat says, do I smell toast? No, no toast. <laughs> I know. It, it basically feels like, like how you feel after you've been beaten down so many times that it's like, oh, whatever. It's a, you know, it's a little like that, although I, I don't even have anything to point to to say, ah, oh, yeah, that was the final straw. Now I don't care. It's not even like that. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know what it is. Like last night I had I had collard greens and black eyed peas. It was like Southern night here at the oh, house. Oh, nice. And it was nice. very good. Very, very good. But it just kind of left me like, I don't know. just don't care now. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know what's up, but we'll see how it translates through the show. I have no idea. I actually have. I don't know that I've ever been on a TMS where I felt quite this uh, nonchalant about everything. Because mm. usually I've got like okay. ten things in my head, and I'm like, okay, I got to do this, got to do that, or I keep yeah. the show on track. What's going on with this? So, no, I like this. We're gonna see where it goes. We're gonna see where this mellowness takes us. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious. I like it. I'm excited to find out, and also how the black, how the peas got those black eyes. Yes, right. Exactly. If you see something, say something. And also, those are beans, damn it. I hate that they're called black-eyed peas. They should be called black-eyed yeah, black beans. Black-eyed beans? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not as good as... That's dumb, a- Scott, because beans don't have eyes. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize that they're legumes or whatever, and they're all part of the same pea family. But sure. Come on. Can we just pick one? Take, pick a side. They're either peas or they're beans. Either we're eating beans or we're eating peas. Which way do you want it? See, this is the kind of mood sure. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll see how it goes throughout the show. Uh, Seems like you care more about the peas and the beans uh, more than if somebody were to fart on your face. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. You made a good point. I actually do seem to have a stronger opinion about the beans than I do about somebody <laughs> farting on me. So that's very weird. All right. So uh, it's Disney Plus Day. It is. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what you're supposed to do. I guess people who pre-ordered the deal to get the two years cheap or whatever, they've already done their three, three years. Yeah. So I, I pre-bought the three years. I've got the three years. I downloaded the app. I don't know why I waited till this morning because I think I could have downloaded it. Oh, did they already have it? I, I didn't know if they were trying to do a big like one day launch or whatever, but oh, maybe, maybe they were. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, I downloaded it this morning, logged in, and now I have tons of Disney content at my fingertips. Have you hit play? Do you know if it works? I did. Yeah, I watched. I watched a short, a short about uh, BB-8 mm-hmm. this morning called a BB-8 short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how was BB-8 short? Was it good? It was all right. Yeah, yeah was... I just wanted. I just wanted to watch something. I knew I wouldn't have time to uh, to watch like you know an episode of The Mandalorian, for example. Mm-hmm. But here's let me tell you what I like. I'll tell you what I don't like first. All what right, we'll start like? with what, what I don't like. Yeah, give me that. When I click on the Marvel button mm-hmm. on the homepage, yeah. Oh, now it works. This morning it wasn't working. It was saying, um, "Sorry, that's not working right. Your internet doesn't seem to be working right now." Oh, well, it sounds like their internet <laughs> doesn't I seem to be I could click working. on Disney. I could click on uh, Pixar. I could click on Star Wars and all that stuff, and I would get I would get screens of uh, that content. But Marvel wasn't working. Now it appears to be working. Let me tell you now what I do like. All right. I go to Marvel. I get, you know, a ton of uh, Marvel movies. I get a ton of Marvel TV shows. You can finally watch Inhumans, Scott, with Anson Mount and... Um, Buzz cut Medusa. Oh, finally. Just, just fire that one up when you're on the treadmill. That's probably good treadmill watching. Yeah, finally. It's got, you know what? It's got it's got uh, that dude that we really like from, um, he was on Lost. He was one of the batch of people that came in off of the, uh, off of the plane in the later season where he had um, Charlotte and. Oh, yeah. Season two people. Kind of. Oh no no season season two people introduced introduced us to the Tailies. Oh right. Oh, season oh, oh. four I think is where you got like Charlotte and. Um, That's right. Uh, that you're my constant time. and you know the, those people. Yeah, all that horse shite. The uh, anyway, the guy who plays Karnak is one of those guys, and he's one of those guys you see in all these shows, and you're like, oh, I really like that guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so nice. That's it. That's what makes Inhumans maybe worth. You think it's worth just ripping through and just seeing it? Like, yeah. You think yeah. so? Okay. 
I would take I your so. I would take your opinion on that before most. I because I, most you know people have told me just avoid it like the plague, but maybe not. You know, because yeah. I'm thinking about it, it's like, did you did you ever watch uh, Iron Fist or did everybody's reviews scare you away from Iron uh, Fist? I watched the first season of Iron Fist and disliked it greatly. Okay, then um, don't watch Inhumans because I think <laughs> if I I think that there's a love that I have for the original property that made me tolerate a lot of the garbage that came with with that i still i still stand behind uh, iron fist not being as bad as as people say mm-hmm. um but uh because i think you were people were comparing it to the, you know how great daredevil was and how great um uh, luke cage and jessica jones were and iron fist was just like oh man kind of a letdown but i think on its own if we were given that first we would have said this is pretty good daredevil is even better but i think we would have liked iron fist a lot more well, I think that if I had maybe given season two and three a chance, it could have grown on me. Because I won't say I hated it the way other people yeah. talk down about that yeah. thing. But Inhumans was just so, everyone just was so warning me against it. It's like, do not waste sure. your time. Yeah, don't, do don't, waste, don't waste your time with Inhumans. And, and even you, even regardless. you, where you're like a huge fan of all things Marvel and you're willing to take, you know, I take sat one down to watch the whole damn thing in right. hopes, in hopes. Um, it does have your Ramsey Bolton in it. Mm-hmm. It's got your Ans- Anson Mount and your Ramsey Bolton. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that kid. Yeah, but, uh, but I you say can, kid. He's probably you can, thirty. You can bypass that. Uh, you know, one thing I will say about Iron Fist. All right, sure, Danny Rand, the actor that played him, was kind of meh, but uh, gave us uh, a great Colleen Wing. She, she, we need a series. Uh, you know, Disney Plus, give us a Colleen Wing series. She was a standout. She's fantastic. Yeah, she was great. She was. Yeah. Yep. So, so you think? Uh, um, uh, what was I going to say about that? I had a thing to say, and that. Oh, do you think they're just done with that though? That'll never happen again. They're not going to reboot it, so. or okay. I don't see. I don't see us ever getting any more. No, I take that back. I'll never say never. I don't see us getting any of the Marvel Knights live action stuff on mm. Disney Plus for a while. Okay. I think that they're you know all their eggs are in the. Um, WandaVision and the um, Winter Soldier Falcon Loki Loki series 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 so I think uh, we're gonna get those and, and if those do well then maybe we'll see um, you know maybe we'll see a Jessica Jones season yeah I mean because they've got so much stuff coming out right away that you got to give this stuff some time to see how the other shows land and mm-hmm. then we'll then we'll see I was I was bummed that there weren't more of the uh, What's the big group up called on that they did on Netflix? The what are they called? The uh, Defenders. Defenders. I would have I would have liked more of that. I like the team up mm-hmm. stuff. That would have been. Cool. I did too. I thought that was really good. All right, so I I never really got to say what I really liked. So you go in the Marvel area. Let's say you go over to Avengers Endgame. It's the first movie that they're they're pushing on here, mm-hmm. and you go to extras, and holy cow. They give you all the stuff that was on the Blu-ray, like all of the featurettes, the audio commentaries, the um the bro thor the you know casting mm-hmm. gag reels deleted scenes it's amazing like you get all that stuff with this and i wish i wish netflix could figure out a way to do that same thing yeah that'd be cool right i do like yeah. that i like that a lot by the way really that's really the the biggest reason i buy the the marvel blu-rays is because i want the extra bs sure i just tried to uh get in i'm getting a screen that says here let me show in the chat room i don't know if you can see it but I got a picture of uh, mm-hmm. Wreck-It. Oh yeah, that's the one I got when I clicked on the Marvel banner with uh, with uh, Wreck-It Ralph and uh, 
Penelope holding holding little Wi-Fi signals. Yep. Saying, I don't know. Yeah, and his is low, hers is high. It says unable to connect to D dot dot dot. Oh, you can't get the D. What's with the uh <laughs> I can't get the D. What's with the crappy truncation there, Disney? And then we got there seems to be an issue connecting to the Disney Plus service. Please try again later if the issue persists. Uh, I can't get in. I think this is just, you know, launch day. So hmm. what are you going to do? I signed up for what my free trial, do? so it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I thought you got in. I thought you got in on the uh, the D23. I was, I was too late. Yep, I was too late. But I, didn't you get in on one? I thought you got in on one later, no? No, they said that there was another one. It was it Nicole or somebody had said that. Yeah, and I yeah. rushed out I to check were... it, and it said that the link was dead, and it was no longer oh, a thing. The code didn't work anymore. Oh, I think we did it on the air, didn't we? I think we may have done Did it we? right here. I mean, yeah, we may have. I can't remember now. Yeah. yeah. But maybe they're blocking me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not getting the D. Yeah. No no ambivalence <laughs> here, says Walt Disney. None today. Um, anyway, well, I'm excited to check it out. I did I did watch uh, the first episode of that there uh, All Mankind, for All Mankind deal. Oh, so you, did, you hooked up your Apple Plus. I did because, <laughs> again, I was like, so my brother-in-law, Steve, uh, texts me and says, hey, for some reason, I haven't bought I haven't bought anything lately, and it still gave me a year for free. So you should just okay. go do it because you probably more than me have gotten other stuff. And I said, well, all right, I'll try it. No, it just gave me the seven day trial. It's not yeah. giving me a year. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why, but he got lucky anyway. Uh, so I thought, well, I got it. I may as well watch one of these while I get some other stuff done. And um, I that's I like it so far. I've only seen the first episode, but. Cool. That's the one cool, I'm most excited about. It's a cool idea. It's a great alternate history thing. It's a mm -hmm. little bummery because it's a morale tale. It's a tale of lost morale. And mm. when America, when you change the historic record and say Russia snuck in and got to the moon before we did, mm -hmm. and given the Cold War status in the 60s and how, how, tightly wound that race to space was everybody's super bummed like mm -hmm. not just joel kinnaman who always looks bummed like everybody's bummed <laughs> in a way that's like oh yeah this would have been a serious bummer like this would have been yeah. a really hard blow to that american psyche of 1969 and it the way they handled it is really interesting so you know it's it's different say then well so far i don't know where this is headed but like mm -hmm. with man in the high castle it's like well if the nazis won here's all the horrible things that would happen yeah in its wake in this case it's like well you just didn't make it to the moon first so now what and no, so i don't know what that means like long term for the show where does the drama really get drummed up sure but so sure. far it's 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 intriguing i'm 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 into it um, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And I was calling it Man on the High Spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also thought it was called Red Moon for the longest time because at the <laughs> beginning, they drop a screen title, a late title card that says Red Moon. Oh, okay. And I so went, the, oh, is this called? Wait, I thought this was the this title is, of the first episode kind of thing. Maybe that's what it is. And it just threw me. So for a while, I thought, well, maybe the show's called Red Moon. No, no, no. It's called All Man for All Mankind. Anyway. Just hearing like a Russian guy stand on or getting out of the the capsule going, and you're just like, that's not as good as one small step for man. <laughs> it just kind of plant a, I'm sure he plants a Russian flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sick, Does, uh, sickle and, uh, what, what's the equivalent of golf? Like uh, whacking a golf ball like uh, <laughs> like our astronauts did. What's the Russian? <laughs> Drink 
bottle of vodka up on moon, and that's how we market that as our territory. I pee on the moon. I, I, as far as I know, they, they'll they probably in the next episode uh, go more into what they did while they were up there, but the first episode is just all about everybody seeing this on TV and just being like collectively nationally depressed about it. Like Everybody's just like, ugh, I can't believe they beat us to this. And now the government's all pissed because intelligence said they weren't even close to that rocket being ready, but then it was. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know how adherent this is to any historical record, but it's fun to, I like, I like exploring alternate history. I think that's fun. There's a fun quality to that. I'm into it. So keep it up guys. I'll check out your second episode and we'll see if we continue from there. Well done, Ron Moore is what I'm saying. (laughs) I guess he's done making, what was that porny thing he did? before this not porny it had a lot of nudity in it though what was it called i don't know what it does uh, oh, outlander yeah outlanders lots of nudity <laughs> i didn't know that it was part it was porny oh very porny well it was a i think it was a stars original and stars has you know, stars is all about to bring out the bring out the boobs and bring out the wieners right so <laughs> i think they had a lot of wiener bring boob. out the boobs i never bring s- out the wieners. <laughs> i still have never seen a single episode of that or read any of those books but i hear it's good so Bring <laughs> out the boobs! I love that you have a bell handy. Bring what is that? The what kind of bell is that? What is that bell? This is my uh, Colorado Mammoth uh, Stamp Out Cancer Night oh. um, bell. So, so when Tina was and... out on the uh, out on the field talking about uh, beating cancer with a bunch of other people who were survivors, yeah, um, they had a kid out there who came out and rang his bell because he had just finished chemo that day, mm. which is the. Um, this, like what you do when you finish chemo and when you finish radiation, the hospitals have a bell that you ring like crazy to say, I'm done. Wow. I'm done with that. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. That's pretty that's rad. Thing. All right. Uh, hey, I got an email I want to read. Did you? Yeah. This All is, right. This is from Derek. Derek wrote okay. in, says, hey, Scott and Brian, regarding your non-food from TMS 1823, which by the way, I guess we've gotten a few people who've tried the slim or the slender cut roast beef on non with a slim <laughs> oh, yeah, slice the, of cheese and then a bunch of kimchi, kimchi. And uh-huh it's we're spreading the word far and wide it's really good anyway nice. it says i want to let you know about an amazing food truck that my city edmonton canada right next to toronto has uh it's called rabscallions and they do tacos made with green onion cakes if you've never had a green onion cake it's basically a savory pancake style creation with amazingly green onion amazingly green onions they're usually dipped in sweet chili sauce and i'm in heaven the food truck uses these as a base for its tacos my personal favorite is the pork belly one because they sear one side and when the skin is crispy the rest is juicy it is so freaking good oh, that sounds awesome i i like a good savory pancake uh, crazy neighbor makes uh, bacon cheddar pancakes ooh and so you take out you don't do the you don't do any sugar you don't do any um, vanilla uh, extract you do you create some cheese in there and you put little bacon bits and stuff in there and that, like not bacon good. bits from a shake on but like you make some actual oh, bacon chop it up and put not it the crappy there. stuff your mom had in the not the crappy thing. stuff yeah. uh by the way are they uh, is it is it uh, scallions or green onions which is it scott yeah which uh, is it it's rab scallions yeah. or is it rab onions what are we doing <laughs> chat room there's your website i also put a link in the chat uh they have a yeah. menu uh it looks great that looks really good. And it looks like they're using all this. Well, they got other things like mango pudding, some spring rolls, uh, roast pork belly, 
What's a GOC? Oh, that's the top. That's funny. Their logo has scallions, but their photo on the top of the page has uh, uh, green onions. There's yeah. a The only difference, really, they taste exactly the same. The only difference is that there's a little bit more white in a scallion. Like, there's more of the white part, and it's bulbous at the bottom, as opposed to it just looking like a long tube. Oh, is that really the main difference? That's crazy. That's really the main difference. Other oh. than that, I mean, really, they taste exactly the same. There's the food down at the bottom. Oh, look at those. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that different than what I was trying to make. That looks like none, even. We start with locally made green onion cake. Oh, yeah, I want to... Where, where did he say? Oh, this is in Canada. Canada. Yep. Edmonton, he says. Oiler country. Yep. Yes. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. If they're ever, uh, you know, driving around in the States, I'd, I'd get something here. Why not? Yeah, the, the people associated with this, uh, if you scroll down in the <laughs> on that page... Yep. They have a uh, big tall dude and little short dude. It looks like uh, the guys in trout fishing in America. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Look at those guys. Man, that one guy's huge. He is huge. My guess is the other dude's normal, like average height. The other guy is like, if the NBA existed then, he'd be playing in the yeah. NBA. Look at that guy. Holy crap. And, and my, else, my other guess is that these aren't the actual guys who started this. I don't think Rapscallion's uh, food truck started in like... Uh, I don't know, the 1840s or something, whatever. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I assume this photo is like, here's our ancestors when they brought the recipe Maybe. over or something. Yeah. But I mean, it does say Sim, the tall one, and Steve, the not tall one, but I don't think that these are really the guys. It's possible they staged that and made it look old-timey. I don't know. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. The, the, there's a tall one. Okay. I apologize if I'm totally wrong here, but the tall one looks like you might have like a giant neck goiter or something going on there, or is that a <laughs> is that like a scarf? What, what I'm hoping that? that's a scarf, uh, or he has whiplash. Okay, one of the two. fair like, enough. Uh, He's turned all the way around. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. It's a good look, though. Uh, anyway, rabscallions.ca if you're at yeah. home listening to this and wondering if, if you can check a, this out. I wonder if there's a place locally you could get green onion cakes. I think I want some. Gotta, want some. Be. Gotta be. Let's see. Green onion cakes, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's recipes, so that's good. And then there's, uh, let's see, green onion cakes, all recipes. Green. Wow. When you do a search for green onion cakes, the first thing that comes up, recommendation in Google is green onion cakes, Edmonton. Oh, so, well, that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, that place is it's known, is well known. Oh, yeah. Here's a whole bunch of cinnamon, the cinnamon grill. Xavier has it. Uh, wow. So there's restaurants that have it, but there, I'm guessing. I'm not seeing any here in Denver. But it so does. Have to be the first. There's so many Edmonton references. This must be just like a super popular thing there. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Cool. Derek, right. gonna have to make one of those. Yeah. Derek, thanks for saying hey, uh, that. That was awesome. Yeah. Jamie, uh, TMS mashups. Mm -hmm. uh, let me know about this. It is Tadpool Santa time, so it's like Secret Santa, except it's Tadpool Santa. Uh -huh. Durr. Yep. Uh, Sign-ups end in eight days, uh, So because you got to have some time to buy something. you got to have some time to ship it. Some lucky SOB is going to get me as a uh, Secret Santa, Yeah, uh, like as the person who sends their gift. They're right. unlucky if they draw my name and have to get me something, obviously, Sure, because they will face endless ridicule if they're if their dad Santa gift does not measure up. That sounds right. Um, anyway, if you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Tad Santa 2019, you can sign up or just go to the Facebook uh, Tadpool group and sign up there. But yep, if now you... is the time to sign up. Yeah, I'm glad Tad he made Santa. another link in case uh, 
people there there are people who hate facebook and don't want to go there so it's yeah. it's good that we have an alternative i guess unless yeah. that just forwards yeah. to the facebook page does it <laughs> um i'm finding out right now it might we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> that would be funny i'm like it's, it's awfully slow i'm going to it right now oh it's, it's just a doc to... okay cool no it's a form it, oh, that's good. that's the awesome doc? Okay. yeah that's good. perfect I need it. God, it's taking forever to pull up on my machine. There we go. Finally, finally went through there. I'm gonna do. I'm this. signed up, Scott. Are you gonna finally sign up for this? Yeah, I totally am this year. Yeah. Uh huh. It's uh -huh. never in sure. the past. It's never been about like not wanting to. It's usually because I don't want to go fill something out. But today, this looks easy, so I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> I'm totally gonna do it. I'm getting in. This is my year, man. Watch out, yeah, everybody. Right, Scott's in for the for the good. win. Uh, I'll just say my nickname is Scott Johnson. Because that's what I go. <laughs> All right, I'll do that later. But that's exciting. Thank you, Jamie, for the reminder. And if you haven't participated yes. in, uh, before, it's a super cool thing. You should uh, get involved, everybody. Have some fun with Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian. Uh, time yes, for sir. I think we should do the news now. So I'm just gonna say that we do, Damn and uh, do this right here. It's time for the news. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography Live. Yes, Soundography Live. What does it mean? Are we finally taking our show on the road and doing soundography in, in, in concert venues and, and halls to crowds of excited fans? And no, it means that we listen to the entire catalog of live and we want to talk about it. Uh, everything from throwing copper to uh, catching copper. Go check out soundography.com and our latest episode, The Music of Live. I like those guys. You got me that day. You told me that was your upcoming yeah. episode. I ended up just going on a binge and listening to live music. And I didn't realize they oh. kind of kept going. They have a bunch of other stuff. They did. Yeah, and their stuff is good. Yeah. I think, I mean, they may have peaked with throwing copper, but mm -hmm. that may also only be because that's what I have nostalgia for. Because I remember, you know, very 90s era listening to them on the radio all the time. Kind of fandom for them so the new stuff just sounds like oh well, that's not as good as the, that one album but it's still okay i bet if i never heard any of it i'd probably like the newer stuff even more but you might yeah. yeah um and and if you you know wait a while before you listen to the newer stuff um and kind of hear it somewhat fresh you'll mm -hmm. be like oh this is great yeah no it's very cool yeah i'm uh, so. i'm in i'm in let's say just say that i'll be in i'm in be in be in uh alaska university this is great. What a forward-thinking school of great minds this is. Okay. Alaska University is taking peanut butter and jelly as payment for parking tickets. <laughs> I think I'm kidding, okay. but this is true. Uh, what a lip-smacking offer, says the article from APNews.com. Anyone with unpaid parking fines at the University of Alaska Anchorage, at that campus anyway, has the option to reduce or cover the entire cost of their tickets with peanut butter and jelly. This is according to KTUU-TV. Uh, they reported the university would take donations for their annual repayment tradition, annual payment tradition, rather, until November 8th. So that's how it ended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't think we were really, you know, telling this to people as a public service. No. I think it's more we were telling this as like a, oh, that's interesting kind of story. Good point. Yeah, nobody's going to rush out and take care so, of this because of us. So sorry, listeners at the University of Alaska in Anchorage. Yep. You're, you've missed your opportunity. But this was the idea. It was actually to help student hunger. There's some students who are you know, having it rough. So anyway, they say the food goes to students in need. University officials say each person could use PB&J payments uh, for two citations issued in the last 45 days. Officials say two 16-ounce or 454-gram jars offer a $10 credit 
Three jars offer a $35 credit, and five jars of peanut butter offer a $60 credit. Uh, officials say uh, any unopened commercially produced nut, nut butter, almond, cashew, peanut butter, or flavored jam, or jelly, or marmalade, or preserves would be accepted. Boy, yeah. so glad they're expanding the PB&J to include jellies, marmalades, and preserves. <laughs> And non and non peanut varieties of butter. Right, and they've really there. It's a very progressive attitude. Here's the thing: yeah. I would. Uh, I'm glad it's not just sandwiches. That would be weird, and I think you'd ask for trouble if people just showed up with like uh, baggies with. <laughs> yeah, would you want to? Like, all right, I made these peanut butter sandwiches. You can just give to the hungry kids. That's right. I use my finger because I, I don't like knives. <laughs> I swear, there's no. <laughs> no sleepy time powder in any of these. None of these have roofies. And uh, the nuts were definitely not in my mouth before they were back on the bread. Yeah, I don't I don't trust any of that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't <laughs> like you you better be in the jar and it better be sealed or freaking F off. Right. Or I'm not right. I'm not buying. Um all right, here's another good story. Hey, remember Madonna? She was a thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember Madonna. Yeah. She just put out an album earlier this year. I listened to it. And oh, it was, how was it? Actually, it was, it was under mediocre. Gotcha. Like, not even, uh, uh, I'd say, yeah, not not good. Her best last work for me was, That one. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Had techno in it. Uh, her, her version was good. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cover, right? You told me that once. It is a cover, yeah. yeah. Um, there was an album. It was the one that looked like uh, Che Guevara on the cover, like the the Revolution poster. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. But that album was pretty good. That came after the uh, Ray of Light album. I just feel like uh, saying congratulations for continuing to keep making your music and doing your thing because mm-hmm. I, if I were her, I would be tempted to just not do it. Like I would yeah. just be like, yeah, I'm good. I've got my millions. Done, and I'm- done what I needed to do. Uh, I think I've adopted, appropriated all of the foreign accents yep. uh, that I can appropriate. And uh- <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go paint or something. You know, like I, I just I'm would- gonna go sound like Guy Ritchie for a while. <laughs> no, okay. They're not to- They're done, right? Those two. They're done. They're done. Who's she with now? I wonder. Aaron, let's look. I don't know. Who is Madonna with now? Uh, says that she is. Oh, okay. This is according to. Oh, who is Madonna dating? Apparently, she just got a boyfriend. Oh, well, yeah, that's that, that counts. It does. Oh, okay. No, never mind. No, <laughs> she's married now. What, what? Oh, is she okay? All who right. She so married so here it is. Madonna uh, has divorced twice until now. Sean Penn was her first husband. Right. Uh, he kept bringing Better a pizza cheese. to class, and she was like, that's it. I can't take it. <laughs> if, this, if you're here and I'm here, doesn't that make it our marriage? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Two years. Oh, that was all they were together for? Wow. They were only yeah. together two years. They were um, only there. They were there long enough for uh, Shanghai Surprise and done. Oh, mm-hmm. when are we... By the way, when are we watching Shanghai Surprise for film set? Not a minute too soon. We should watch that right now. <laughs> hey, I will tell you this. Executive Decision is now on film set. Oh. Or I mean on, uh, on Netflix. Oh, that's fantastic. So Why don't we, we watch, watch that? Uh, that's great. Oh, wait. Didn't we see uh, it? We didn't see that? I don't think we saw that. 
Hold on. That's the one where, what's his name, she, dies she, real she early. all dies in the first five minutes, yeah. Okay. Now I need to know. I feel like I know, we've I'm seen looking it. it up too. <laughs> I feel like we've seen it, but I could be dead wrong. All right, film sack. I got to look here. No, nope. I'm not showing film sack executive decision. I think maybe we had it once and it got pulled yeah. and we didn't see it. Yeah, I think I'll bet it's it. on our film sad list. Uh, well, anyway, back to this. Madonna then uh, married that guy Richie Feller in '99. Uh, they had a. Oh, I guess they were never married. Well, anyway, they had a kid in 2000. His name is Rocco, so he's 19 now. Mm. Uh, on December 2001, they got married. So they got married. Okay. And then they had another kid, uh, David Banda. That was their second kid. After eight years of marriage, they gave up and uh, got separated in October of 08, so 11 years ago. After separating from Richie, uh, Madonna uh, adopted a daughter from an orphanage house in Maui. Okay, so that's how she dealt with that. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. She has a boyfriend in 2019. Uh, his name is T Timor Steffens. Timor? Timor. Uh, <laughs> oh, now she's with Short Carrier. What? <laughs> Someone named Short Shut Carrier. Up. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Her what? most popular album, Ray of Live, which is given the best Grammy Award. Is this on Snopes? It says it's it's on Love. Sorry, lovebirdsblog.com. I don't know. Does, do planes land on him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, with a name like Carrier, you know it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I think I think I wouldn't look at that. Whatever you're looking at, I think is the yeah. I'm having a fart. Hard, hard. Uh, I'm having a fart. Tarm. <laughs> I'm having hard a hard time, time uh, tracking down who now, who she's with now, because it's very, it's very loosey goosey at the at the modern stuff yeah. here. So and maybe she's, she's probably, she probably keeps that stuff pretty close to the vest now, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. um, I know that she's kind of stepped away from the the really big celebrity lifestyle and just kind of releases stuff, promotes it, and then kind of slips back into the shadows recedes back into her cave correct yes i'm looking to see here uh yeah madam x she released and it was bleh. we listened to that one which came out earlier this year yeah well, madam no, x is uh, the tour she's on well actually so here's the story a florida man is suing madonna okay saying her Maybe this will give us some insight yeah <laughs> said that her 10 30 p.m concert date is too late <laughs> uh there's something you all need to understand madonna said during her las vegas concert which uh, while she was perched atop a piano leg swinging uh and that is that a queen is never late she says oh oh and then she went just kidding <laughs> the megastar uh but really we're gonna call her that still that's fine whatever I, yeah, she, she is I she, once, she once a it's like being a president once a president always a president once a megastar always a megastar. yeah she carved out a huge success i i, I can't i mean my who can take that from mm -hmm. her nobody right yeah don't try taking that from her no i think she worked hard for that Scott. she did she worked hard for the money she worked so you hard better for treat her, her right <laughs> <laughs> The megastar spoke those words to fans during the show this week, posted the video on Twitter on Saturday, and despite the cheers that came from the crowd, not everyone agrees. One Florida man is betting the law won't agree either. Nate Hollander is taking the singer to court over her late start times. He said on a lawsuit Monday in Miami-Dade court, 
uh, against li uh, both Live Nation and Madonna. He alleges uh, the change in start times for her Madam X tour is a breach of contract made between the singer and the ticket buyer. In oh, August, Lord. when Hollander bought the tickets in Madonna or to the Madonna show in Fillmore Beach, wherever the hell that is, uh, the concert was scheduled to begin at 8:30. The uh, lawsuit alleges, but the uh, on October 23rd, Madonna and Live Nation changed the start time of that show to uh, and several others to 10:30 p.m. According to the suit, so he's suing her for the two-hour late uh, oh, ch change to the deal. What, yeah, what's what, what's he expecting to get out of this? I don't know, like uh, a copy of that book where she's naked in it. Remember that one? Sex. Yeah, was that called was, sex? Was that all it was? It was just called sex? Yeah, it was just called sex. Okay. Yeah. And what was the, there was a documentary where her and uh, more, uh, Ned was, Beatty, or uh, <laughs> not with Ned Beatty, Warren <laughs> Beatty were. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, um, Truth or Dare is the documentary you're right. thinking about. Wrong Beatty. And Erotica was the album that came out around the same time as the the sex book. But that was the definitely book. her, her like, she's like 28 to 32 or somewhere. Where she was deciding that it was all about the sexy time, yeah, and then, and then later she wore a lot of sweaters after that, and then became. <laughs> she, she wore a lot of sweaters. I just really? have, I have a memory that she would show up in sweaters a lot for some reason. When did you? When did you kiss Britney Spears? When was that? That was a thing. Yeah, that was uh, what MTV Video Music Awards, two thousand. Four, two thousand five, oh, earlier I would, than that. I would have put it. Wombat says two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. Was, it, was yeah. it before the towers fell? <laughs> before. I, I think two thousand's correct. Tanagra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian. Brian. Madonna, Brian, her arms open wide. Brian. Brian wasn't referring to nine eleven. You guys. He was talking about the Star Trek reference just to stave off any emails because you yes. said before oh, the yeah, towers yeah. fell. <laughs> In 2000, well, like, I was I was referring, I was using that term as the Jalad and Tanagra. Ah, yes, before I see. You connected so. them. All right, we'll send those emails in. It's fine. Yeah, send this. I deserve the emails. Yeah, if you, you it's know. okay. Yeah, get those in. I'm not making not making light of it. Mm -mm. It was a rough day. <laughs> yes, that's you know, the most obvious thing I could ever say in my life. 9/11. That was a rough day. Good job, Scott. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> bad times. Yeah, anyway, it was, it was a bad day. All right, hey, check this uh, story out. Chris Evans, uh, the you know you know him as uh, uh, Captain America there in the in the Avengers and whatnot. Right, right. He says he uh, probably will not play Captain America ever again, and the Avengers Endgame writers are against bringing him back. But there have been some talk about how do we get Captain America back in the swing. He says he is done playing Captain America. Uh, we all know this, but anyway, the actor is bound to be asked if he's going to ever return to the MCU for the rest of his days. Uh, sure enough, during a recent conversation, the fellow or with fellow MCU star Scarlett Johansson, mm -hmm. I don't see how that's a party. <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's going to be the catchphrase from her Black Widow solo movie. <laughs> I is, can't uh, wait. Yeah, can, can it be the top part of the title, Black Widow? Sure. I don't see how yeah, that's Black a party. Widow colon. I don't see how that's a party. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Man, I was I was sort of on the fence on that one, but now I am in. Anyway, the subject of Evans coming back to play Captain America came up yet again. Ans uh, Evans' answer might surprise you, or no, it won't, says this article. Meanwhile, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus, the writers uh, who wrapped up Cap's story in Avengers Endgame, are vehemently against suggesting that Steve Rogers ever come back, and they say it's with good reason. Uh uh, it says right here, would you come back? Johansson asks at first. Evan seems to be somewhat uncertain with his reply. Quote, you never say never. I love the character. I don't know. And then he followed with this. 
It's not hard. Uh, it's not a hard no, but it's not an eager yes either. There are things, uh, sorry, uh, there are other things that I'm working on right now. I think Cap has such a tricky act to uh, act to stick the landing. And I think they did a really nice job letting him complete his journey. If you're going to revisit it, it can't be a cash grab. Well, that's what it would be, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, totally. I think they wrapped up his story really nicely. And I think, uh, I mean, if they follow the Marvel um, direction, then Falcon picks up the the Captain America handle or, you know, mantle for a little while. And I think that's a, it's a really cool direction. But eventually, like to say 10 years from now, I could see sure. a new guy playing the, a new yeah. series of Captain America films, just like the comics reboot sometimes. And, you right. know, I think that'd be fine. I think we found, we found this other Captain America in the multiverse. Yeah, totally. Hey, yeah. have you seen that? Uh, you haven't seen Parasite, right? The, the new, the new movie. So there's a new the the Korean director. I forgot his name. Ho Pung Yuk or whatever his name is. <laughs> anyway, he did a. <laughs> Seems like a really good idea to try and guess that one. <laughs> well, it's part of my ambivalence today. But anyway, he he was a um, <laughs> he did he did that Snowpiercer deal that we like. And um, oh yeah 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 okay yeah great yeah. great director did Troll mm-hmm. and or Troll Hunter whatever it was. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he has got this new thing called Parasite, which everyone is screaming, raving about. Like, it is so good, they say. Mm. But as best I can tell, it's just kind of a movie about people doing stuff. Like, it's not like a Isn't science, every not movie science about fiction. people doing stuff? I mean, it's not science fiction. It's not genre or whatever. Um, so this I, is in theaters. It is in theaters. People are talking. And it's like a, it's like an artsy theaters. Like, so it's only at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, here we go. Harkins, Century Boulder. Oh, here we go. I, AMC. It's at a couple of AMC theaters. I could go see it with my... Well, there's a lot my... of talk of like Oscar, top 10 Oscar movies. Oh, really? Okay. And if that's true, I'm a little bummed. And I don't know why I feel this way. And I think I figured it out. It's uh, Korean subtitles. Or it's it's mm-hmm. English subtitles, Korean language film. Sure. Now, for most people, you hear that and go, oh, that's fine. What's the problem? It's subtitles once in a while. I got to do that. It's no big deal. I, the subtitles are uh, <laughs> recipes from the British Bake Off. <laughs> well, that would definitely be weird. But in my case, I struggle with it because when I hear Korean people talking, uh-huh. it's like I'm hearing oh. my brother and his wife argue. It's, <laughs> it's hard to explain. Argue. Yeah, specifically okay. argue. Because they are always arguing and they're always doing it in rapid fire Korean. And it's out of, you know, everyone. I don't know enough Korean to know what they're really saying without, with the exception of a couple of words. Would they would they argue in like regular speaking voices to kind of hide the fact that they were arguing? Like, no. Why do you always have to be such a pain in the ass? It was. A- <laughs> well, I, you know what? Actually, that's kind of the tone. That's kind of. I it. wish you weren't a lying liar that lies. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit like that. And I'll always say to him, "English only, please." English. I'll say that just to just to piss them off because oh, they're already irritated with me. But. Anyway. So I was kind of hoping that this was about like like a science fiction parasite thing, but no, it's uh, it's about a young man who comes from a poor household who begins to tutor a rich family's daughter, leading to his parents and sister also infiltrating the wealthy lives. Yeah, interesting. So like they, they get he's in there, and then they're like, "Let's see if we can get some of that stuff too." Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, apparently, it is equal parts funny. Uh, emotional and then freaky in the end like apparently toward the end things get nuts so it sounds amazing and i'm gonna see it i just it just i don't even know why i thought of this just now 
Oh no, yeah, I know why. Because I thought of Snowpiercer. That's why. Because I was thinking of Chris Evans and Snowpiercer. That's on the Wikipedia, it's got it's got a, a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of ninety nine percent based on two hundred eighty one reviews. Yeah. So There's... if nothing else, if this doesn't make it into the regular Oscar Best Picture list, for sure it seems like it's a it's a shoe in to be among the uh, foreign films. Oh yeah, for sure. Film, uh, list. For sure, I I think it has a chance to actually. I think it's the best Great. reviewed movie of the year. So I gotta I see, uh, I gotta see uh, Midway. Gotta mm-hmm. see Doctor Sleep. Gotta mm-hmm. go to that by myself. Thank yep. you very much. Yep. And then uh, gotta go to uh, Parasite. Apparently. Yeah. Appar- apparently. Apparently, you're gonna want to see that one. Okay. Oh, and Lighthouse. Right. Lighthouse. I still gotta see. I don't watch the news. Yeah. White House looks. <laughs> White House looks so good, and I don't even know why. I think I just like the the trippy, intense black and white business. There's something and about the fact it. that it's that's uh reverse letterbox like it's uh yeah yeah what is that anamorphic what do they call that when it's i forgot what that's called not, not anamorphic like uh it's like when the tv tv set old 70s tv shows yeah size. the four four by three almost like silent film era where everything was just square you know like yeah that's interesting right. to me pillow what do they call it pillbox pillboxed I think TV's Travis made that up, but if it's not, if if he didn't make that up, that's a great designation. You know who's a really really nice guy? TV's, uh, TV's, TV's Travis. TV's Travis. He's a, he he's a he's, super nice. I just guy. listened to his interview with uh, Alex today, which I should actually prom- well, I'll promote it, but it's going to be on the feed later. Um, uh, I won't say why. I won't say why Travis got interviewed by Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Listen, you know, if you care about this, you already heard the uh, the judging and elimination episode yesterday. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're, if you're caught up, you know what's going on. Anyway, it was a great uh, it was a great interview. He's, he's, really, he's really a cool. super nice guy. Yeah, he he yeah. reached out yesterday with some stuff, and it just it was very nice. He's a su- he's super yes. cool. Yes. Um. All right, moving down the road here. Oh yeah. Yes. So no more Captain America from Chris Evans. He's out. Right. Who would you like to see? Let's say. Um, to pick Let's somebody see, which, what's the direction I want to go with this? Do we say what other current superhero would you like to see take the... No, let's say what current actor, like let's say they have to do a... They're, they're, they're finding a new Captain America that was in one of these multiverses that got opened up with the, uh, the Thanos business. Um, who would you like to see step in as maybe a younger Captain America that, you know... See, Chris Evans was able to, to so deftly cover both rugged and handsome and mature mm-hmm. and, smart and boy and, scout looking like he looks like a freaking boy scout yeah he's so perfectly cast um which i d- actually didn't think when i heard about the casting i went that's weird he's kind of skinny and not really you know I, I thought that was weird but i was totally wrong he was perfect um so now it's hard for me to imagine anybody else i don't know i don't know yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know who it would be the rock i'm not putting the rock in there <laughs> The chat room with the rock jim, um, jim parsons oh we're going yeah. the wrong direction here <laughs> yeah jim parsons he's your guy he's your man <laughs> i i don't know i'm, I'm sure there's yeah. somebody i'm just not thinking of he just it's it's so easy to make Anton, him and oh oh uh the kid who played baby driver maybe uh oh uh what's his name i forgot his name uh, uh that's not f- anton Faraday Elgort. Man- who's that that's uh mcmanus no what's his name uh, Ansel Elgort. There it is. Elgort. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 he's the dude from the solo deal, right? Oh, scratch that. Scratch that. Forget it. We have the answer. It's John Ham. You bring in John Ham from an alternate dimension. He's 
you know, he's the guy who got sent back. He's a uh, or, or guy who got frozen in ice. I don't another... know. I don't think I could take him seriously. It'd be too comedic for me somehow. I don't know why. Think? Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like John Hamm. Our first experience with John Hamm was uh, was was Don Dra- uh, Don Draper. Yeah, man. but I mean, every he's... other experience you have with John Hamm is comedic. <laughs> it's comedic. Yeah. So I I yeah. don't even think of John Hamm as a serious actor anymore, and I, it's bad to say because I know he is. But I everything I've seen him in, like recently, what did I see him in? Oh, the the uh, uh, the thing, the British thing, the the the. Ugh. Uh, true oh, uh, blue omens <laughs> blue omens good omens oh good omens oh yeah 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 he right. was uh he was gabriel and he was ridiculous and amazing but ridiculous so i don't know i, I feel like it would really be good. a stunt cast it just wouldn't work i don't know why okay Maybe. all right we've settled uh captain america played by flea from the Red all right flea. i got it will there he wear go. a We're sock on his se- penis penis sock or no uh, yes, but it'll be red, white, and blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be made out of vibranium. <laughs> the strongest sock known to man. Uh, and we get Anthony Kiedis to do a cameo, and everything's good. Yeah, thanks. No thanks. Uh, uh, final. Oh, uh, you know what? No more stories. We're done. Hey, Bill Duran coming up next. We're going to talk about the world of making things. We missed him last week, so uh, bringing him on back in here. Also, Justin Robert Young with a little bit of jury duty. And uh, more. So stick around after this song. Which song? Brian will now explain to us. Max Seal, Scott. Max Seal. You're uh-huh. thinking to yourself, is that a new application that I might use on my computer to prevent viruses? No. Well, it might be, but no. No. Uh, it's it's a band. <laughs> they're embarking on their super enthusiast tour this weekend, and then they're going to be hitting the road in 2020 with uh, Chris Farren or Farren. Um, this is, uh, their full length debut. They've, they've released, uh, some EPs in the past, but this is their full length debut called super enthusiast. It came out last Friday. Um, really, really good stuff. This is, um, this is my kind of, my kind of stuff, kind of a, uh, uh, uppity guitar pop kind of stuff that I really like, like, uh, power pop. Mm. Um, multi-part harmonies mixed with math rock riffs and Jay Mascus inspired solos. He's that dude from Dinosaur Jr. Um, go check it out. The brand new album is called Super Enthusiast. The song is always hazy. All right, here it is. We'll be right back.
Hey, is your internet feel slow? How about your Wi-Fi? Is your Wi-Fi feeling, feeling old? Does it buffer while streaming? Does connecting to new devices slow it down? Can it handle gaming video calls, large file transfers? Well, that's what happens. What about when you try all that at once? Oh, man. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is. If your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated, you're going to have trouble. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi feels new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering. Eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. If you are ready for the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank Netgear for their support of the show. Noted throat specialists made weekly examinations and reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Make your own camel 30-day test. Smoke only camels for 30 days. Not anymore. Now it clings. The Morning Stream. The Fresh Snacks with a snack in the middle. All right, we're back, everybody. We are back. Yes. So usually, as we're wrapping up the last news article, yeah. I start getting up the the information about the band that we're playing, and I got so caught up talking about Captain America that I didn't do it. So I had to had to had to stall, had to vamp a little uh, bit, as the kids call it, I as like, Madonna called it, yeah. vamping. She was a vamper. Sure. She was a vampire. She, <laughs> the Madonna was a vampire. Um, all right, we are in the f- the phase of the show now where we enter into phase three. Uh, phase three is actually, I guess it'd be phase two. It's the second half of the show. Sure. And now I'm vamping because I can't bring it. <laughs> um, let's phase see. Phase two. There it is. Punish props. I always forget he's not phase, in here as Bill Duran. He's phase in there as two, Bill. everyone. Phase, phase two. two. Phase two. We uh, bring in Bill Duran. We'll phase, talk about a uh, phase three. A sidewalk chalk uh, drawing that really uh, excited him one day. Yeah. Phase three. We'll talk to Jerry. What? Why is my why is Siri talking? <laughs> Somehow that went off, and I don't know why. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. Well, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about our good buddy Bill Duran, all the way from the Pacific Northwest, Seattle area. He's on the show right now, like he is every Tuesday. Hello, Bill. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi, nice to some... have you uh, here. How are you? Good. We've got some new fun stuff this week Ooh. in the realm of the star wars Ooh. Course. yeah today yeah. i guess we get the is the first mandalorian episode out today is that the plan yes oh, that's yes. what i'm told yeah i okay. haven't seen it yet however i did build some mandalorian helmets oh, oh. what's mm-hmm. on video is bill on video are you showing us bill bill are you on video are you showing He's us this? Number, i think uh, we're looking at his website aren't we oh no are you on video where are you i don't have video he doesn't have video oh, okay so, Brian, you're okay. No so I have video. To go to punishprops.com. You're going to have to go to a website. I know it's I a pain. I have to go and give him clicks. I have to go yep. and give him website views. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him the views. Oh, look at this. Shut up. They're foam. They're foam. 
Let's see. So uh, anyway, we wanted to make uh, something uh, themed for Star Wars and, of course, The Mandalorian. Uh, but we haven't seen it yet. Who knows? It could be terrible. So could be. I also made Boba Fett's helmet because everyone already <laughs> loves Boba Fett. Just to cover your me. bases. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it won't be terrible. I, I actually made both like helmets. Yeah. I made the old one and the new one. Nice. Nice. No. Uh, this is actually good for me to see because I have been wondering, based on just what little we've seen of trailers and stuff, what the differences are between those helmets. Because mm-hmm. first glance, you're like, oh, that's like a Boba Fett dude. You know, mm-hmm. you just yeah, you just have the shape side, and the eyes. But see more of a oh more yeah, of a difference. yeah. Boba yeah. Fett was really into like augmenting his paint and and, and that that's something I th- I thought about a lot. Um, as you're painting, I'll talk a little bit more about the painting in a little bit. But as you're painting it, there's all these different colors on there, and I would love to see the scene where Boba Fett's like walking through Joanne's looking for paint <laughs> to to touch up his helmet. <laughs> He's holding holding samples up, comparing yeah. to see which ones. Yeah. Um, you and uh, you and Britt should wear these helmets and go out and pretend you're like the new Daft Punk. Yeah, like yeah. just walk around side oh, by side with these two things. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you're get le- sweet leather jackets. Yeah, stay up, <laughs> stay up all night to get lucky. It's great. You mm-hmm. should do it. <laughs> so let me ask you this: uh, I have behind me here, chat room, maybe can see it. I don't know, but I have a Boba Fett helmet on top of a. Oh, they can't. He's too tall. But yeah. I have like a child yeah. size uh, uh, stormtrooper, and I put a Boba Fett head. Boba Fett helmet on him. Did you take one of these like replica toy things and then just mod it, or did you go from scratch on that dude? I didn't mine from scratch. I didn't have one to work off of, and it seems silly to buy one if I was just going to build one. So sure, sure. I uh, I made a rough 3D model of the helmet and used that to create my patterns. Right. Uh, there, it was quite a process, a, a bit of prototyping to get it all to work really well in foam, but I made several helmets to get it there and uh the cool thing is because i was able to really refine that pattern um i have a couple of really good patterns for those two helmets and of course they are free if people want to go download them and make their own yeah nice um the uh part of the inspiration for this project um was that we recently hit half a million subscribers on youtube which is a ridiculous milestone and we like to celebrate those ridiculous milestones by making our viewers build stuff. Mm. So uh, at 100,000, we had everyone build Malcolm Reynolds' gun. And then at 250, we had our own dagger that we designed. And then for 500, the timing worked up so well. We're like, hey, let's do Mando helmets. Uh, and the cool thing <laughs> is in the Mandalorian costuming community, it's very common for people to customize their own Mandalorian, make up their own character. Right. So from this base pattern, you can make your own thing like you could make up your own character and i hope to see people doing that which would be very exciting yeah that'd be great so I, I i know you said this but how do how do people easily get the pattern from you do they just get it on the site is it linked yeah like, okay there in fact now's a good time to point out if you go to punishprops.com there's a page for free blueprint files that's where all of our free patterns go nice so those are there the mandalorians there plus a whole crap ton of other stuff boy look at you having your way with that bandsaw Oh yeah, <laughs> it bends all the way. Yeah, I, I had no idea those things even did that. So this is new. Oh, by, that's how you get nice, way, nice I mean angle. About Forty-five degrees. Oh yeah, look at that. So you get the. Okay, I get the point of it now because mm-hmm. I can see what, why you're. Do such a great job with making these things look like metal. You know. Uh, yeah. Seeing the foam, you know, seeing you do the brush-on stuff for the foam, and uh, wait until you get to like the the phase where you spray it. To make mm-hmm. it look, oh, there it is right there. Dang, is, that's amazing. Let me ask you this. Is there, when you wear these as a helmet, 
versus you making something out of metals is this obviously it's lighter yep. so and for cosplayers that that makes a difference for sort of your you know surviving the day at the con oh yeah uh, but are they? Is it cooler? Is it? Do you? Are there other benefits to the fact that you've made it out of foam outside of you know it's just a good malleable material to work with? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. It's, <laughs> they're quite warm. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> but say a metal, they, a metal helmet would be very warm too. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but the foam is literally insulation. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, all the heat's <laughs> definitely gonna stay in. Um, man, I don't know how you knew how to. I, this is the part where I would. Like the part where you had to make the little cheekbone enclave thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made that a little... few times to get it right. Geez, see the videos. Yeah, are, the, the videos yeah. are they make you think. Oh, just Bill just threw this together like some kind of like it's nothing. But obviously, no, some of this uh, takes longer. Um, yeah, and this one in particular, um, I did not want to film the prototyping and pattern making stage because it took a while. So I did that all off camera, and I ended up. Uh, there's another helmet not shown that I built that was like my prototype helmet. Right. Um, that got the form correct, and it and I realized that the scale was wrong, so I was able to tweak the scale and tweak all of the um, the seam lines to get the final pattern. But I did build this three times. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> well, two, two like one Boba Fett, one Mandalorian, and then one prototype. And one prototype. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's... Now for the painting, two very different paint jobs. The uh, Mandalorian one is very simple, and I uh, I didn't well I used some paint. I painted it black, but then to get the metallic shine on it, I rubbed a bunch of graphite powder on it. I'm looking that, at that right now. Like how yeah. many steps this is? Like to get fill in the cracks. Like I'm familiar with this for like yeah. uh, 3D printing. Fill in, prime, sand. Nope, there's still a little notch I can mm-hmm. see. Sand. Prime oh, again. and you got the you got the uh, Boba Fett dent in there yeah you gotta have the dent oh. in fact the uh the the online community for boba fett cosplayers is called the dented helmet <laughs> very of course it is. Yes. of course it is did we get did we get an origin story for the dent i'm oh. sure there is i i didn't look i did not look it up i'm sure there is yeah now. i'm trying to remember brian is original <laughs> who knows if it's still canon anymore george lucas's right. original name for him was boba dent i don't know if you knew that boba, boba dent. dent yeah boba dent yeah, boba, boba dent, boba so, dent. Boba now, dent. Yeah. The uh, the paint Wait, job, the, the paint job on Boba Fett is deceptively challenging. Um, you forget he's got all those layers of chipped paint on there. Like I was saying before, it's as if he went into you know Lowe's and got his favorite spray paint. And, you know, <laughs> just added layers of paint, and then they started chipping off over the years. Um, so I did all mine by hand painting them, uh, and it and I think it, it worked okay. It just just kind of took a while. Uh, but it is deceptively challenging. Yeah. Uh, and then that rangefinder you mentioned, um, I uh, I put magnets in it so that I could remove it uh, for painting. But also, if it has to travel, I can pull that out and it won't break off. But also, it still rotates around the magnet, so it worked really well. Yeah, the one on the replica I have falls off constantly. It drives me crazy. I wish it was a magnet. Yeah. Yeah. Magnets. Is it even up there now? Yeah, it's sort of up there. But I, it feels dumb not to have it on. It's freaking Boba Fett. You're gonna take it. I know, right? Off, yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of monster would you be if you took that off? Yeah. <laughs> uh, very nice. These look great, and of course the videos are top to bottom. Uh, the entire process. It is, yeah, you know, very thorough. Make sure you go get your uh, your patterns and work on these because I want to see what some of your fans make. I mean, that Me looks too, like a metal uh, helmet. I can't even believe I'm not looking at a metal helmet. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and when you put some fun lights on it, that uh, that 
um, graphite finish on the, the Mandalorian helmet looks so good. It's crazy. Hey, tell me about this thing that you put inside of it. What is that? Oh, that's to create the shield. Yeah, the visor. So um, Mandalorian costumers use these grinding face shields or a tinted face shield for like welders for yeah. when they're grinding metal and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a thin piece of plastic. You just cut it, shape and glue it in, in place. Nice. Uh, and then anything else structurally inside to keep your head uh, fitting it or whatever? Or do you have to yeah, worry just, about that? I just hot glued some uh, upholstery foam in there, some squishy foam. Yeah. So it fits nice and snug on my melon. Yeah. And you have a normal size head, so you're fine. You're not like mine's me. a little, a little big, yeah. uh, about twenty three inches in circumference um, compared to the <laughs> only, national average. Only Bill, up, yeah. only Bill, and people like him would actually know the inches offhand like that because you have to build right. stuff for yourself all the time. Yeah, and I had to provide a, a scale <laughs> reference too for people downloading this. Right. Um, well, we I also one, we should get a size for a measure a head measurement for Scott too. Let's, I think. Oh that's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we want to talk about the national average. It'd be uh, embarrassing. <laughs> It'll be so embarrassing. I have the worst. I have the worst size head. It's a giant head. Um, I also made a uh, a foam head yeah. for uh, for a head form to put the helmet on. Oh, cool. uh, so I had to I had to make a replica of my head out of foam. Nice. So I, I'm pretty really pretty so intimate got, with the the dimensions of my own head right now. So you've got a life cast, but then you've also got a foam replica head replica. Yeah, yeah. I made that for other people if they want the, uh, to get a, a a head a life form or not a life form a, a head form. Yeah. I made a pattern for that. That's for sale over on, on the website. Yeah, if they ever want to make a, a builder and love doll, they have all the things they need. <laughs> do whatever you want with it. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> Aren't you worried, no Aren't you worried about what people might do with that? No, ju- uh, no, no I'm going to the website to update the product description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe you'll sell more. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, this is great. Well, uh, as always, very cool stuff. Go check it out at punishprops.com and the uh, YouTube channel um, is where you will find the complete video. Of its yes. construction, perfect time for it because Star Wars is in the air. Bill, mm-hmm. uh, you always leave us a little nugget. What do you got this week? All right. I got a video from my buddy Bob over at I Like to Make Stuff. He made the rifle from The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. In God. fact, him, I think uh, Odin uh, Abbott made one as well. So Odin makes, if you really want to dive into seeing how a couple of these uh, rifles were, were made by fans, uh, Bob made one and Odin made one. Ooh, on the I love same that day. Guy. Wow. I love amazing. that guy, man. He yeah. is so, and he's so nice. He just comes he across as such a nice guy. And he is. He's slept on my couch before, and he's a nice dude. <laughs> Did you wake up and all of a sudden you had like a brand new stand for your, had, uh, your bandsaw or something? <laughs> no, he had whittled my coffee table into a sculpture. It was amazing. I'm always impressed when this stuff is wood. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's any easier to use any other material, but for whatever reason, that just strikes me as difficult to create a gun yeah. out of wood, you know? And it's funny because, like, if I was going to make this rifle, my impulse would not be to first go buy some wood. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love how you used uh, rifle and impulse in yeah. the same yes. sense. Yeah, well Very done. Good. Impulse rifle. I like it. Very good. <laughs> uh, well done. It's Bill Duran, everybody. PunishProps.com. And, of course, Chinbeard on Twitter, where you can follow all his daily musings. Have a fantastic mm-hmm. week, and we'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye now. All right. Very cool. Good one today. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, they're always good. I like this. I love this uh, EVA foam uh, head. I mean, I think I might have to do this. I want to I wanna make a foam Brian head. I want you to as well. And then I want you to show me your foam head. Okay. I want you I to put it behind you. Oh, I made, by the way, you'll like this. I made a. I needed to make an alt an alt character that I just needed to have for a name reservation, uh-huh. in um, in Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. 
And I made a and I decided since I was just holding a space, I made a guy look exactly like well, not exactly like you, but as close to you as I could. So I have now a character named oh, what name did I even hold? I forgot what. Oh, I, dude, anyway. I need a screenshot. Yeah, of this. I'll get it. I'll get his thing today, and you can see it. But it it was as close as I could get to you without without it. You know, it was, it, the the everybody's looking super chiseled and like. You know, just sure. different than normal people, but it's as I close see. as I, I could see get. I what you're saying, yes. But you're, you're, a, you're a Nord, so you're you're like from the Skyrim people, you know? Okay. And uh, I I'm made so you... so a Nord right now. You're, <laughs> I got you a decent goatee. It's good. I'll, I'll get oh, a screen okay. cap and send right. it to you. I forgot to tell you okay. about that. I meant to, but whatever. All yeah. right. Justin Robert Young. One enters, one leaves. Uh, he's the one that enters. And right. uh, we'll bring him in here. I got a couple questions for him. One of them is dumb, and the other one's good. So here's this. <laughs> These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young, welcome to the program. How are you? What's up, fam? Hey, What's going on? Hey, just doing a and show. No audio issues. Look at that. We came off an ANTP with no audio issues, followed by yeah. TMS with no audio issues. Yeah. Well, except to your Dr. Joe or whatever it was yesterday with that weirdness. That was kind of funny. How that well, that wasn't out. his. That wasn't his fault. It wasn't jury's fault. Oh no, no, I'm not saying it's jury's fault. No, yeah. nothing's nothing's no, I'm jury's saying, fault. You know, jury, jury. Uh, well, none of it's <laughs> none of it's ever jury's fault. No, it's always Discord or Zencaster's He's, fault. I know. I mean, I mean, this is you guys. This is the you guys thing now. I, I congratulations on yep. your bit. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, it, we're workshopping it. Still not ready for our full set, but we're we'll we'll get it. Uh, hey, Justin's here. Everybody he comes on Tuesdays. Talks about sometimes politics, sometimes pop culture, sometimes the mix of the two. I actually have two questions today. One is about politics. The other yeah. is about pop culture, specifically the. Uh, uh, Watchmen show on HBO, um, sure. And I want to kind of get your take on it. You said something yesterday that made me think that that you kind of nailed the reasons why that show may not be landing on you the way that uh, you had hoped. So we'll get to that in a second. But before that, uh, how big a deal is it, or isn't it, that tomorrow we get public hearings, like live public hearings? Do you think this is a big sea change in the whole impeachment thing? Is it nothing to worry about? Is it all hooey in the wind? I I I I am eager. This a don't get your hopes up. Kind yeah. Of situation or even like, if you hope it doesn't work, do they? Do those people should not get their hopes up? Like, is this sure. neutral? Like, what is this? Is this just part of the process, or is it a big deal that now everybody watching C-SPAN can get their face full of this? Well. So that's a lot of possible uh, ways to categorize it. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if I were to pick one, uh, I wouldn't. I would make up my own, which I will say is, look, this is an inflection point. This is a moment where if something is going to happen, it will likely happen now. And by that, I mean, if the Democrats have something that is more damning than what they have uh, released via transcript up till now, uh, then this is when it would be displayed. If uh, uh, there is a public outrage that has yet to be registered by way of the news that has come out, then this is when we will see it because it will have a wider platform. Uh, you know, I would say from from now on, understand two things that are very important. Number right. one, the first vote that was taken 
uh, had no Republicans crossing the aisle. All Republicans voted against the impeachment hearings and two Democrats voted against the impeachment hearings. The only person that you could consider a conservative defector was Justin Amash, who left the Republican Party uh, and is now an independent, but he left the Republican Party because of Trump. So that isn't necessarily a gigantic winning of a heart or mind by the Democratic cause. So if that is the case, uh, by the end of these hearings, then you can infer that there was not enough gravity created by the Democrats to pull over any Republicans. And therefore, it is then even less likely that Donald Trump would be removed in the Senate. So the, the Democrats have the votes to do it on straight party lines in the House. They don't obviously have enough votes because they don't have a majority, let alone the supermajority that they would need to remove the president in the Senate. So unless something changes, then that is the course that we are on. Now, the Democratic argument is, well, regardless of whether or not we can remove him, we're going to hang a big fat scarlet letter on his presidency. Uh, Republicans will be uh, disheartened to go out and vote for a, a president that has had such scandal in his past. And uh, that will damage his ability to win uh, not only in, in 2020, but it will also damage the uh, ability for Republican and uh, Senate candidates uh, for, the, for the Republican Party to win in 2020 as well. So if, you know, that's a lot of gamble. Right. And, and the other side is that, you know, if Donald Trump comes out of this with his fists raised in the air saying, I beat it, that that makes him a stronger candidate in in 2020, uh, because it would be far less likely that the Democrats would try to impeach him again uh, uh, after doing it once. Right. So uh, we will see. But but as for, you know, right now, this kind of begins. I would I would consider where we are right now in the in the public hearings tomorrow as the top of the hill mm. or, or the crest of the roller coaster. Where we go from here will be determined what happens in the next two. Weeks. So it could just be a, a drop. It could be a big loop or a big cave where you go in the cave in the roller coaster. Right. And there's like water coming at you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, or like the the like tunnels that are kind of going underwater. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, those? those are cool. Yeah. I like those. All right. Well, yeah. you've just framed it in a way that made me finally excited about public hearings in an impeachment. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing: is that no matter what, only nerds really read transcripts, right? Mm -hmm. We can all agree with that. <laughs> Reading's annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we've certainly gotten a ton of coverage about it, but nothing will dominate social media in the way that clips of uh, of representatives owning a a certain issue or or having a devastating line of questioning that'll spread on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like I that. I agree. It's very depressing. I hate that, but that is true. That is what yeah. will fly. That is that's what will get the air, the air yeah. time, and the there's going to be a lot of just warm up your caps lock fingers, friends, because that <laughs> that will be. The tenor of the uh, the the highlights coming out of it. Create a create a macro that types the word "I'm I'm outraged" or the phrase "I'm outraged." Yep. Well, it. yeah, yeah, or, or just like it, it is kind of Mad Libs, like uh, 
noun destroys uh, <laughs> other noun over, uh, you know, situation. <laughs> I like it. Is pwned? Is pwned still in vogue? Oh, or should we not I don't, use the phrase I don't pwned? know. No, that's, I think that... <laughs> That's that now passe? you're going to get you're going to get That's so okay, 2014. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're going to get an OK Boomer for, uh, for saying <laughs> okay. uh, pwned. Yeah, the OK Boomer thing is way in vogue. I feel like pwned died out around 2009. That's an, <laughs> even earlier. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it made it to this decade. Yeah, I think it stayed there. It stayed in the aughts. Um, all right. So there's that. And we'll talk about next week. You know, if anything came out of it, we'll we'll certainly have a discussion. Uh, the bigger issue facing all of us this week as a nation and as individuals is why yeah. doesn't Justin Robert Young like the Watchmen HBO series? Uh, and uh, it, it does actually surprise me a little bit because it strikes me as a thing that I thought you were going to like. When I watched the first episode, I went, yeah. oh, Justin's in. This is all Justin all mm-hmm. the time. Um, even though I know you kind of have, uh, you know, you have a certain fervor for the for the comic and 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 what that comic did to comics like all that stuff uh you got to respect for that but i kind of thought yeah but he'll also you know he'll like this this crazy new direction bring taking things modern uh old old stuff shows up but really it's about a new time like i was really convinced that you were going to really like it and it turns out you're kind of not so much so i don't know do you want to explain your take and then and not that not that there's a binary choice here obviously it could get better for you it could get worse for you it might get worse for me i don't know number one yeah here are my priors go i loved lost and then the ending happened and for whatever i i appreciated that final season it certainly did by the end of it leave me cold on the idea that damon lindelof and carlton cuse Carlton Hughes seemed to be a little bit more of the kind of adult in the room, Lindelof more the creative font, uh, that that they were not particularly interested in answering the cool questions that they proposed, that they were more in the business of creating really cool questions. And that's fine. But it it, it did just kind of leave that. All right, so put that in the box for a second, and let's understand that, I don't like Watchmen, the comic series, because I think it's important to comics. I know it was a fundamental defining work of fiction for me. Right. Personally. Okay. Fair. Like, the the idea, when I read it, and I read it later, I, I was in my 20s when I read it, uh, it was clarifying to me on a, uh, for my life, on, on a level that I don't know if two other things have done that, uh, uh, it, it would be a lot. And and specifically, you know, it's a work that whenever I revisit, I find new things. The characters are so well drawn. It is just one of those elements of, uh, you know, art that just taps into a core line of humanity. Like, these are not characters. These are archetypes that I've interacted with a million times. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, I was not in love with the first episode. However, I, I, and even now, I, all the reviews I read said that things are really kind of come together in a very artful and amazing way in episode six. Mm. 
Uh, so I'm waiting until episode six to uh, to to give any kind of final judgment. That being said, up until now, I am not particularly in love with the uh, how the old characters have been treated and where they are. I am not uh, particularly in love with any of the new characters. It is indeed a very inventive and creative series, but again, to come back to the uh, to, to come back to the the lost thing, a lot of what we've seen is, uh, you know, uh, really cool questions. Yeah, and I just don't know how much faith I have in in the answers. So we have this theory last night that came up that I think I agree yeah. with that. Uh, after Lost, which was your Lindelof connection, you know, and and where all that went wasn't your wasn't wasn't that happy for you. You didn't see the leftovers, which no. for a lot of us was redemption for him, uh, mm-hmm. or or it was a chance for us to see how he'd do because you that show immediately also asked a lot of really interesting questions and immediately got in some really crazy interesting scenarios and you and and I remember going, oh he's he's gonna do this again. Like, we're going to get to the end of this, and you're going to go, oh, can you please stick the landing, and he won't do it. And then he did. Like, really stuck the landing on Leftovers. That is an amazing show. I loved it, and I loved how it ended. Um, and I love the oh, I love the actors who who really blossomed in that. Carrie Coon's like a national treasure now. Oh, I just freaking love her. fantastic, yeah. And she was so good in that. Proxima, Proxima Midnight. Yeah, Proxima Midnight. <laughs> That's right. She was also good in that season of Fargo. But anyway, she is just amazing, and she came out of that, which is just a revelatory performance. But anyway, that was an amazing show. So when I heard, oh, his next project is Watchmen, I, I, all my confidence was back. I was like, yeah, we're, we, I know I'm going to get the thing he's good at, which is all the setup. That's a given. But I now feel yeah. better that he'll take us someplace and not leave us hanging dry. And I really think that that might be the difference. I, there's a bias I have now in the positive that he will do this right. I, I, I have. And, and to be fair, that that is something that I've noticed is that uh, you and, and Brushwood and everybody else that I know that saw Watchmen do not have the same pessimism that I share of. Uh, uh, whether or not he is going to be able to answer these questions that are being proposed and and how many times it's going to just be another four-toed statue. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, again, I, I am... Here, here are two things that I, that I hold to religiously. I am always for reboots. I am always for sequels. I am always for further explorations of those universes that we love. And I've always cited Watchmen as the reason why... Because I do love Watchmen. I love that universe. And I would rather a million monkeys on a million typewriters continue to type if, if for the hope that we can get something that is cool and uh, extends it. Now, that does not mean that I have to like everything that comes no, out. No, of course not. Uh, but I do I do steadfastly support that. And because Watchmen has always kind of been my example for that, I am going to stick to this. And I'm not saying... Well, there's some things that I think are bad, but uh, <laughs> like I'm giving it time. I'm sure. not making sure. any final pronouncements. Uh, some of the dialogue's bad, uh, but uh, I, uh, you know, there there were things I, I really liked. I started to really uh, uh, have an actual 
affection for the show. And at the beginning of this most recent episode, where they did a very cool Twilight Zone-esque kind of opening Mm -hmm. that I really appreciated and liked. I don't know how much it fits inside a Watchmen universe, uh, because none of the show particularly feels very Watchmen-y to me. And uh, in terms of the storytelling, one of the things I love the most about the Watchmen book is that everybody is always sharing everything they know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Rorschach is your entry into this story. He is on the hunt. It is a whodunit. He is constantly, there's no wasted effort as he goes from place to place to find stuff out. And if he doesn't trust somebody, you know that he doesn't trust somebody. And usually they're near to wells that you don't trust either. Right. Yeah. So you don't, you, you, you believe they're lying. Right. One of the things that I find to be the most annoying with Lindelof writing, and this is in Lost and in Watchmen, is the propensity to have two characters who would both be better served by just having a conversation uh, instead kind of look at each other with steely eyes and, and and cut one-liners on each other until they leave. And you, as a viewer, are just sort of frustrated by that. And whether or not that pays off and it's a slow burn, we will see. Sure. Apparently that happened with Leftovers, but I suspect that Leftovers had some of that same it quality. Did. It did. I mean, you yeah. when you watch that, when you watch Leftovers, or and I, I mean, you, the tone, tonally speaking, like you, you, you recognize it, <laughs> and and there is some of that where you're like, well, this would just be solved if you just nut up and talk to him, <laughs> you know. Like there are moments like that for sure. So I don't think you're wrong to or 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 to know the motivation, have to have and believe a clear motivation of why they're lying, right? Right? Because there are characters in Lost that. I mean, one of the greatest twists ever is is set up by characters lying to each other, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But that is done so sparingly that when it happens, A, you know, oh, my God, this was a lie. And B, uh, you know, it was it was covered up by us believing that he was telling uh, our our characters the truth. Right. And and that's that's something that that Lindelof for and for as much as I like that opening, the final scene in this episode's Watchmen where two characters literally have a meta conversation about how annoying it is to drip feed somebody information uh, and <laughs> and how frustrating that is uh was I was not not a fan of that. I was hmm. I, I felt I felt personally attacked. Well, all right. So one of the things I don't disagree with you on the, on that tendency that he has in his writing and that I don't like it always, but he has this other tendency in his writing that I do like, and maybe they're connected. Um, but the Tim Blake Nelson character, he plays a character called looking glass. Yeah. Um, I am infinitely, uh, intrigued by him. Just not just cause it's Tim Blake Nelson. That's a part of it, but that's what Lindelof does a lot. He'll, he'll put, actor with character and then leave a big open space of question and then I'm I'm forced to wait a long time to find out what the deal is but I start having a lot of world building happen in my head I really like how he does that but maybe I'm talking about this the other side of the same coin that you're frustrated yeah. with 
And I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I mean, look, I, I will tolerate no Tim Blake Nelson slander on this or any platform that I, I appear that. on. I will, I will <laughs> immediately here, here. walk away if anybody says a crossword about Tim Blake Nelson. He's a national treasure. Loved him and turned him into a toad. <laughs> Go forever it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, uh, he's awesome in everything. He deserves to be in more. Uh, I really like him as Looking Glass. All right, I'm going to get into another thing that I'm not in love with. There's a <gasps> You guys are doing so well so far with no spoilers. Like, I feel like there's this line. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is meta. This is meta. Okay, good. All right, good, good. There's make a me little... rip my headphones off in anger. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of, and it's funny because Simpsons did a bit of this of Watchmen babies. Like there's a little bit of <laughs> Muppet babies like to sure. some of these characters where, you know, Damon Lindelof has gone out of his way to talk about how much his inner uh, uh, issues about doing this were wrapped around the idea that Alan Moore doesn't want anything to do with any more Watchmen stuff coming out at all. Mm -hmm. Ever. Uh, yeah. And, and right. yeah, and his name does not appear on anything involved in this. Uh, so, you know, he, there's just, man, there's a billion Easter eggs every episode. And at a certain point, it kind of becomes a little notice me senpai. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I don't know. The, again, these are little little things that my brain goes to when the plot is, you know, so dense. Every frame, there's there's just a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what the hell it's about. I don't exactly know whose side everybody's on. I can take a few guesses. Uh, but apparently in episode six, I'll know a lot more about what is happening. Uh, and until then, we'll just have to live in this world of like, like, oh, I don't know. What if all bad guys are good and all good guys are bad? <laughs> it's like, that's it. I mean, to me, if that's what you took out of Watchmen, then we did not take the same stuff out of it. Right. But, you because, know, he's got the long form here. So we're going to we're, we're not going to get clarity on that this early. Right. Like he's he, and he's even made I hints. Mean, do if, we? I don't know. Yes, you can. You can get. Can you? Uh, well, you can get clarity on. I mean, again, look, uh, uh, that opening watch, uh, that opening Rorschach monologue in in the Watchmen book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know everything you need to know about that character in that monologue. Yeah. Everything else so that goes from there is a richer exploration of that character yeah. you know that he's a detective you know that he's gonna get his man you know that he's a weirdo and he is like if he were alive today he would be writing four thousand a word comments on breitbart.com like <laughs> uh, like there's sure. there's so much that you kind of get there in a way that i don't with any character mm. on on this show and granted not every we're talking about one of the greatest characters of all time in Rorschach, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so not everybody needs to be that, but at at times, man, could I could I do for a, a touchstone? Mm. Just some, and that's the thing that Lost had, right? Lost yeah. had Jack, 
Right. Mm-hmm. You knew that Jack was a good guy. Right. And 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 let me because I'm, I'm seeing this in the chat. I love Lost. I love Lost uh, down to the final episode because I did love the character so much and I understood mm-hmm. and could appreciate the fact that by the end of it, they're like, okay, so I know a lot of people were really into this for a science fiction show. It's not a science fiction show. It's a show about character. Mm-hmm. And so you for like sure. these characters. You love these characters. Here, here's our big character ending. Uh, but it did make me stop waiting for Godot when it came to those answers with it. Yeah. No, I get that. And the thing is... Uh... Like Lost, really. The thing I like about Lost is it's not like you can say you can say there was rough points in it, but I even liked the Apollo Nikki crap, and like no, I didn't mind don't. the weird mid stuff. It was fine. Uh, so Nobody to me, like to no, there are there are <laughs> there there are some episodes of that show where, and this is I I I blame more the fact that they were still in that we need to do twenty episodes, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a, a season thing where it's mm-hmm. like. How many episodes did they do where there's just a noise in the woods and somebody's oh, yeah, right. annoyed and trees, and, needs- and trees shaking and yeah, uh, a lot. Well, yeah, no, no, we- just no. There was like one with Sawyer and a frog, where oh, yeah. there's just an oh, annoying yeah. frog and he needs to go find it. And meanwhile, and we find it. out that yeah. he used to run some you know short change con in Tuscaloosa <laughs> or something like that. Right. Uh, and then there was another one that was almost the exact same episode, but. Yeah, look, I, I again, I, I I will defend Lost. I really liked Lost. I, I liked, uh, I, I just liked those characters enough that I, I was with it for the whole ride. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this and is you just, could, yeah. you could argue that we wouldn't have stuff like uh, Emergence and Evil and Flash Forward and, you know, all of these other shows that came after, you you know, you could say X-Files did this too, and Twin Peaks did it long before that. Oh, God, but, no, no, no. There was, like there was, was a period of like five years uh, mm-hmm. during and after Lost where every show was Everything a Lost, lost. ripoff. Yeah. yeah. Right? Some, some of them had yeah. ex-Lost actors, and then the, yes. they just Of course. Well. Yeah, yeah, no, they Alcatraz all had. had Hurley. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they, mm-hmm. they, they all had the mysterious character that knew more mm-hmm. than everybody else, like Locke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when Jericho. Jericho was like, "Oh, what if Lost was just a town? It mm-hmm. wasn't an island. We killed everybody else on Earth." Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I wanted know, so, Jericho yeah. to be good, better. I guess I liked it kind of, but I wish it was uh, better. Anyway. But yeah, no. I mean, Lost was was a tremendous, um, a, 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 a tremendous thing. And also, I remember I might have read Watchmen after I started watching Lost. Oh and, wow. Uh, I remember the the sequence during the uh, the the well whatever the yeah the the story begins with the the, the comedian dying a superhero dying yeah uh, that's like literally the first thing that happens in uh, the the comic book yeah it's where you get the logo it's where you get the blood on the logo it's where, yeah it's where you get the blood on the logo yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, the his funeral like you can even hear you read reread that book. And you can hear as they intercut between the funeral and the flashbacks as they go from character to character. I remember reading that and hearing the lost like whoosh <laughs> like that, they, that 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 transition sound that they would do for flashbacks. Uh, like I, I mean, and Lindelof has said that that Watchmen was a tremendous, uh, a tremendous. Uh, what's it called? Influence. A, uh, influence on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I said, let's we'll see. Like we're what are we? We're not even halfway through the season. It's 
or we're close to it, but, uh, you know, I, so far I really dig it. What I hope happens after all of this is when it's over for good or for good or bad, I want Justin to watch the leftovers. I would really like to hear mm -hmm. your take. Yeah. On it. I think, I think, um, that'd be a great one. It's yeah, a, and it's concise. It's three seasons, 12 episodes each. It's not giant. It tells a story from beginning to end. It has amazing characters and really plays with fun ideas. And I, I feel like you would, or at the very least, at very least, I would just like to hear your take on it and see if you agree that he got that right or not. Um, I don't know, man. If I don't like Watchmen, I feel like I'm just going to never be able to watch Leftovers. Because if I don't like that, I feel like my relationship with you and Brushwood will be irreparably hard. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no, I mean, like, I think you guys love that show so much and, yeah. and have caped up for Watchmen so hard that I feel like it's just going to be a rift between us forever. Maybe. I feel like I should never watch it. Mm. <laughs> Brian, what were you going to say? Well, there's that, there is that danger. I haven't watched any of Watchmen yet. <laughs> But uh, I loved leftovers. Now again, I I, I loved uh, Lost as well, and I still uh, still love it even after the ending. Or or what? Uh, I know you still love it after the ending. What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I think that they you were okay they, with the ending. You I was really, satisfied yeah. with the ending. I wasn't as satisfied as I was with the leftovers ending or the Breaking Bad ending or um, the New Heart ending for that matter. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the. the the, the big difference is that in Breaking Bad, you know, you had a show about suspense primarily, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? There was always the, the one thing that is consistent in Breaking Bad is you're always wondering if he's going to get caught, right? right. And right. he consistently gets himself into situations where it's do or die. There's no way he can get through it. And then he does. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing that just continues to happen. But then also there are these dynamics at play about money and marriage and friendship and drug addiction and everything. Right. Uh, and so to me, uh, the lost ending as, and again, I like it, but, but if I'm going to critique it, it's lost being understood as, Oh my God, what a pioneering science fiction show, just a great science fiction show that is able to, uh, weave all these great characters in with this very relatable science fiction premise. Uh, mm -hmm. Look, it's green lighting all these other shows that have cool science fiction stuff. And then at the end, the science fiction gets laughably bad. Right. Like Thrown out golden, the window, really. Yeah. Golden cave. Uh, <laughs> well, it turns into more of a fantasy show. And yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, and so it's like, that would be like the final breaking bad season not being another suspense thing, but rather being like a slapstick comedy that also really honored the, that. Yeah. That, that also really honored the, the characters though. Right. Mm -hmm. You still got these great character moments, but instead of, uh, uh, you know, Walter White trying to figure out some daring escape, uh, he, you know, all the, all the guards slip on banana peels and break their necks. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a fair way of putting that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because you can. It's it's a it's interesting because you can be true to those characters and totally f up the world, and I think Lost kind of did that, and that's yeah, why and, it was still. And, and again, it's like I, I I was fine with it because to me, it was seventy eighty percent of a character show and twenty percent of a science fiction thing. Yeah, like, I, I I would not. I would have derived pleasure from finding out that the smoke monster was nanobots, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but I I was not hinging my enjoyment on that. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I liked it. But 
I definitely stopped looking for whether or not nanobots existed. That's sure. A, it's a sure. really good line. If you're submitting titles to the chat room, I would suggest that line he just gave, which was, I would have found, what was it? I would have found satisfaction in knowing that the smoke monster was nanobots. nanobots. If that's not yeah. voted on today, then we're doing the title thing wrong. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> uh, well, all right. These are cool. you know, two major issues today that we've solved. We got one um, more major issue, though, that needs oh, to be solved. What's that? Uh, right. Kanye West. Now, you're, you're a fan, correct? I am, yeah. We talked about him a little bit yesterday on the show because now there's there's rumor that he wants to be called Christian billionaire genius, genius Kanye West genius yes. genius Christian billionaire genius I had the order wrong okay yeah um, are you uh, a fan of the the whole Kanye ecosphere or do you limit it to just the music do you have a way to separate those two or do you just say no I like I like what the guy puts out there it's 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 entertainment whether he's He's uh, rapping or whether he's uh, out in front of the cameras saying some goofy shit. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I'm 100% in on literally everything. <laughs> the whole thing. Okay. Oh, oh okay. all of it. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Like, jeez. Uh, no, I don't know. If there, is there anybody more fascinating in music? I mean. Is there is there anybody that is a rock star on the level that David Bowie was or or. Or uh, Prince, Prince, or anything like that. Yeah. Unlike Kanye West, like I, Kanye no, I don't West think, is I think it. you're. I think you're right. I think yeah. As far as like, but if you, but if you don't like that whole, that whole uh, Kanye, outside of the music performance, is there a way for someone to separate that and say, no, I really like Kanye's music. Don't think I, you know, care for his. I assume. His I assume there show. is. I mean, he's mm-hmm. made very. very popular songs for a very long time so uh i I don't think that there's any doubt that people can separate that music but it just it's so funny to me that when bowie dies when prince dies oh man people break their fingers talking about how much everything meant to them and Mm. and you know uh, (laughs) or like muhammad ali or somebody like that that where you know you got to remember and many people don't i guess which is part of it that like these people were reviled in their time. Yeah. They they were they were looked at as intensely divisive and yep. corrosive and a sign of the fall of an empire and stuff like that. Uh, now I'm not saying that Kanye is Prince. I'm not saying that Kanye is Bowie, mm-hmm. but I don't think that anybody in our modern era comes close to being that kind of of you know a deserving of a reaction and beyond the fact that look that man made an an album called uh uh, the life of pablo Mm -hmm. on the cover of the life of pablo (laughs) right yeah he has uh no no no, that that's the dark twisted fantasy life of pablo was 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 after that life of pablo has uh, a a yellow album cover that says choose one one is a picture of a big booty hoe and the other is a picture of a family in front of church. Within the next two years, he had creative directed the Pornhub Awards and dedicated his life line. to Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he chose both, right? Yeah, in right. that order. Uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, th- there are. Good point. There are elements to Kanye West that I am intensely fascinated by. Obviously, his foray into politics was tremendously polarizing, mm-hmm. but uh, I I am here for the lazy river that is Kanye West. I, I do not know where it's going. 
Mm-hmm. I do not. Uh, uh, I do not put expectations upon it. He uh, just does crazy stuff. And and to be to be totally honest, musically, I think Jesus is King. His new album is a little underrated. I think that there are a couple songs on there that are that I've went back and listened to a lot more than I did uh, on the Yay album. And uh, uh, here's my here's my one review of uh, of of Jesus is King. Kanye West is a man who very obviously has a God complex. He made an album called Yeezus. Uh, he's referred to himself. <laughs> Called himself that for a while. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, so is him making a gospel record really just him finding inner peace? <laughs> I think he's crazy. Be. Yeah. I think he's insane. And that's fine. I mean, I sure. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, look, there's no part of this that makes me think that, like, Kanye West is in any way. Again, he is, uh, uh, unlike uh, his, uh, you know, friend in the White House, he is a a, a billionaire. A, yeah, he's not a stable genius. He is a he's Christian a genius. genius. Yeah. Billionaire. Christian uh, genius billionaire. So, yeah, look, I, I and also, look, that dude reunited. And I don't know how many people will appreciate it, but the ones that do will a lot. He reunited the Clips. The Clips was this amazing group in the aughts uh, of two brothers, one of which, Pusha T, continues to be at the top of the hip-hop game. His brother, then going by Malice, now no Malice, is a preacher and a Christian rapper. And so this Jesus Jesus is King album reunites the Clips. But then, because Kanye's got to be that little bit extra, after both are done with their verses, the entire beat drops out so Kenny G can play. (laughs) Yes, that Kenny G. And there's no instrumental to it. It's literally just Kenny G playing saxophone, being Kenny G. Yeah, but is that random or just, it's just, I mean, genius or just being random. It's just being random. I don't know. Have you heard it? I haven't heard it, but it's like... Then listen to it. I'll listen to it. But what I'm saying is, sitting around going, oh, how much weird shit can I do all in in combination can I do that everyone will think is genius, but I happen to know Kenny G's uh, uh, agent, and I know these other two chuckleheads. What if I bought them all together? And then, you know, like, there's there's a... It's like he's making memes out of Photoshop with, like... I mean, I, I will I will say that that's not I mean, there are plenty of artists that kind of do like shot casting like that. Kanye's not usually one of them. Usually like he is more the the cream of the crop wants to work with Kanye and Kanye wants to work with the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, to the point where some artists get upset that their tracks get cut off his albums. Yeah. Um, and it kind of works. I mean, I liked it. And I love the clips. No, I think you it's know, a thing. It was great, I, I, it was great to hear them together. I think it's a thing of its time, and I think it does work. I think you're 100 uh, percent right about that. I think, uh, I think in some ways, though, it is just like a blender with stuff in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's fine. That's what it's. And in a lot of ways, that's what, what a lot of very successful people do. Like, what would is, it have been as good if he would have pulled in Yanni instead of uh, Kenny G? No, Kenny G was the right choice. It's the See? right choice. So genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So genius. Johnny would have been random. Kenny G was genius. Yeah. I mean, also under understand this. Things that I have seen in my lifetime. Yeah. The apex of the careers of Kenny G and Michael Bolton falling to total obscurity. And then Michael Bolton becoming 
inexplicably a comedy icon mm-hmm. uh with his with the, the the lonely island shorts and mm-hmm. the the netflix uh michael bolton valentine special which is a comedy classic yeah <laughs> uh and then kenny g i you know i was watching him so so kanye's been doing the sunday service which by the way for a man who is a christian billionaire uh, let's see exactly how long that billion lasts when you can't do a live performance without bringing 70 people across the country for something. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they were doing one of the Sunday services and they do the song that Kenny G is on and Pusha T comes out, raps his verse, ovation. No Malice comes out and raps his verse, ovation, a little bit louder because he's rarer. Kenny G starts ripping on the saxophone crowd clubs unglued like i <laughs> this is at the height of hip-hop fame the most prized real estate in the game right now who's there grinning from ear to ear kenny, kenny g kenny g yeah <laughs> if it's not genius i don't know what it is then i guess yeah i mean so yeah i i take the totality of kanye and i ask no question it my love for kanye is much like kanye's love of the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I just await his gifts. Okay. All right. The deification of Kanye West. All right. Here's the other thing I was going to say about that. Uh, is it not genius or is it just also ran that Post Malone had Ozzy Osbourne on a track on his new album? Is that how, How'd that land well, on you? You know, it's funny because Ozzy's been sampled a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and also, so I watched uh, a lot of this Camp Flogna uh, concert over the weekend. And, like, rap is in a very rock-heavy phase right now. Yeah. Like, of all the sets that I watched, and a lot of them were hip-hop, like top hip-hop artists, there's, I mean, I think I saw one set where it was just a DJ and microphones. Mm. Uh, other than that, it was... A lot of live instrumentation and half the songs were, you know, downright rock music. Not since uh, not uh, since and, Aerosmith and, and Run DMC have we been in this much of a rock situation with with hip hop, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it's funny because and going back to Kanye, Kanye really uh, you know, his album 808 and Heartbreak, which I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, is credited for bringing in a lot of like musicality previous to that. You, you remember a lot of hip hop singles. It was like the rapper and then the R and B lady. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you got a lot of these features of like Mariah Carey and Tony Braxton and Mary J. Blige and Brandy, stuff like that. And then past 808 and Heartbreak, not only did it become far more, and this is post T Pain and everything, where auto tune not only became obviously a tool, but also a stylistic choice you saw a lot of rappers kind of doing that themselves, which now 10 years past that has evolved into, uh, all right, well, it doesn't just have to be beats, right? Now it can be a rock song. And you're seeing a lot of these guys take cre- take uh, uh, obvious inf- uh, you know, inspiration from bands like, you know, My Chemical Romance or, mm-hmm. or Fall Out Boy or something like that, like early Fall Out Boy. So it does not surprise me that Post Malone you know, uh, wants to include Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, hell, the last Kendrick Lamar album had you too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, nobody had Kenny G but Kanye, so maybe you're convincing me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is, dude, I just, I literally could not stop laughing when the entire beat drops out. <laughs> it's like, it's just, 
like it's just like oh yeah oh i mean i know this clips thing is rad y'all ever heard this dude kenny g <laughs> listen to this <laughs> you sounded just like the back to the future guy that was good <laughs> listen to this all right uh that was fantastic uh we will uh, of course pick this up again next week when jury's back when he leaves we play this the jury will now retire before he does though he'll tell us anything going on this week that we should be tuning in for what do you got um, I know, obviously, the politics stuff is something that a lot of folks, uh, you know, uh, either dig or don't dig. But I will ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not given the politics, politics, politics show a try in the last few months, I would encourage you to go ahead and sample it now. It's uh, it's been through a gigantic change. Uh, Did you revamp it? I did. I did. And uh, to be honest, a lot of it came from working on America's Next Top Podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. There was a lot of stuff that I would re-listen to episodes about. Uh, and I would be like, oh, I would rip me for this. This is bad. I need to wow. change it. And that um, and that uh, it's made a more professional show. It's not tape. It's not live to tape anymore. It is uh, edited. It has a lot of archival sound, uh, a lot of segments and a lot more guests. So. Do you replace you... your f bombs with horse whinnies? That's what I need to know. Mm. I have not said this publicly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the show is clean now. Yeah. Oh. What? what? Oh, I'm. I'm not. There's no way I'm subscribing now. Wow. Yeah, the show. I mean, obviously, there's still my sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, wow. which will always, which will always have. Uh, you know, a bit of a uh, a, a, a a different thing. Uh, but, um, I, uh, yeah, I haven't said it out loud because people get pissed if I say it out loud, but if Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, nobody's emailed me saying, why don't you swear anymore? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but so for, for folks, trust me, it's the same PX3. It is a better version of the show than, than it was before. And, uh, and, and, and that, that is go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, because I, I'm very proud of it, and I, I think that people will really like it, uh, especially if you're into something that is just as much about history and context and avoids the culture war at 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 all costs, because that is, that is not what I'm about. Uh, the one other thing that I want to say is I sent both Brian and Scott uh, my new series, mm-hmm. Raise the Dead, oh, and yeah. either of them have listened to it. So <laughs> if you can just remind them in the chat every day until they finish listening to it, that it, would uh, be a it's great It's sitting right in my email. It's sitting in my inbox right now. I yes, just need to do as it. As it is mine with a red flag. I gave you, I gave you, is, I gave you an RSS feed. Well, I gave you an RSS feed. So you can just drop that RSS feed into the podcatcher of your choice. You yep. don't have to listen to it through Dropbox. Just do me a favor and just drop that RSS feed and help me out because I'm trying to release this thing a lot sooner than uh, uh, I, I might have. I think I told you guys when I went over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it today because you've been so generous to come on uh, as a judge for two seasons of ANTP. So the least I could do is uh, now is, look. It's it's a big ask. Like I'm asking friends, like, hey, like I was talking to Ashley. I'm like, yeah, you know, nobody's really responded. And she's like, like you're asking people to listen to a six hour mini series about you know, American history. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not an easy pill to swallow. So uh, I'm going to rely on you, the tadpole, to please harass them until they do. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm on it. Fair enough. We deserve it. I'm yes. on it. Justin Robert Young, 
that is uh, Justin R. Young on Twitter. And uh, everywhere else you look on the internet, you just search for his name, and there it is. Have a fantastic week. See you next time. See ya. Bye now. All right. Yeah, there's no way I'm listening to that. Yeah, I'm not. F that. We're not listening to that shit. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, forget <laughs> that. <laughs> I hope you heard that. Um, <laughs> all right. We're done. Thank you all for joining us for this extra long show today. Uh, not too long, but a little long. No, um, good length. Good yeah, length, Scott. Yeah, it's good totally length. fine. Good length. It's more about width anyway. It's not your girth. It it's is, not about length. Right, exactly. Yes. Uh, we we have plenty of girth. So enjoy us tomorrow for the same sort of stuff. We'll be back on Wednesday for a, yet another episode of this here show, The Morning Stream. If you like it, throw your support at it over at patreon.com slash TMS. We'd really, really appreciate that. And if you're hunting down everything else you need from us, it's over at frogpants.com slash TMS. We will now leave you with a song in your heart. Brian will play it. What do we have? Oh, in your heart. Mm-hmm. Sure. This could be in your heart. This is in my heart and it's in Michael's heart. He wrote in clone hot dogs in chat. He got married on November 9th. That was uh, three days ago. Nice. Uh, he actually called in about honeymoon recommendations. If you remember that, I think it was a, uh, mm-hmm. it was like a call now segment. We, you know, he asked about that. Right. Um, this must be the place naive melody by the talking heads was their first dance and he wanted to hear a cover boy do i have a lot of covers of this song this is one i have not played on this show though and it's a fantastic one it is by a band called the dead leaves Uh, they released this in 2012 on a compilation for ministry of sound called uncovered volume four and it is such a great a great version of it a lot of strings and stuff really really cool uh the dead leaves this must be the place naive melody Home is where I want to be Pick me up and turn me around I come home Born with a weak heart I guess we must be having fun The less we say about it, the better Make it up as we go along Feet on the ground, head in the sky It's okay, I know nothing's wrong, nothing oh, I got plenty of time
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Beep.